it's that the two energies are fully empowered together and they're coming together in like a divine union both inwardly and like in a relationship and you can combine to create like a lot of power so when you do that from the inner sense it's just from a very divine union standpoint in yourself and then you can create and build and receive from that place of just like light and creation energy and receptivity and love for yourself and for other people What's up, babe? Welcome to Boldly Courageous, a podcast created for you, the ambitious woman who is ready to take action and step fully into the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Melissa Martin, and each week I will be your virtual wingwoman as you gain the tools and confidence to face your fears head on. The time is now, and this is your permission slip to live your boldly courageous life. Are you ready, babe? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Boldly Courageous Podcast. And my guest today is none other than Haley Cole. Haley has been such a light in my life for the past year. We met at an event called The Bliss Project, and I was instantly struck by Haley and her just beautiful essence, her lightheartedness, and her fun energy. And more recently, in the past six months, Haley has been a spiritual guide and mentor to me, helping me to really connect with my intuitive gifts, with my intuition, with my guides, and really tap into the future version of who I am. And I've experienced such tremendous growth, just connecting with her and and allowing her to help me navigate through my own gifts. So today in this conversation, get a notebook out, get ready because we dive into so much. We talk all about what it means to have a spirit team, what a spirit team is made up of and who is on it. And we talk about all all the different types of communication that you receive from your spirit team. So that might be being clairaudient, clairvoyant, claircognizant, clairsentient. We hear these terms a lot and Haley really goes deep on what those terms mean and how you know which one you are receiving information from. We talk about how to use oracle cards in your daily practice, trusting your intuition, diving deep into uh, divine masculine, divine feminine energies, and how to transition between the two. Haley Cole started her spiritual journey at eight years old when she was introduced to various wonderful teachers and teachings. And throughout her childhood and young adult life, she continued learning about meditation, utilizing her intuition, the chakras, angels, gods, goddesses, ascended masters, and more. And at 16, Haley became a certified Reiki master. As a golden light intuitive and divine feminine teacher, Haley has now devoted her life to helping others discover just how powerful they are through her mystery school, readings, YouTube channel, podcast, and speaking. She believes this work is so important because once we discover just how magical we are, we can change the world. I hope that you love this episode as much as I did. Let's dive in. All right, Haley, I am so honored to have you here on the Boldly Courageous podcast. You have been someone in my life that has really, truly been like an anchor point for me and helped me to tap into wisdom and knowingness and energies that I knew existed, but I didn't quite understand. And what I love the most about you is that 
although you are this very wise person that has incredible gifts, you also have this really lighthearted, fun, and welcoming energy that I appreciate so much because I find for a lot of people when they're first tapping into the spiritual world or getting in touch with their gifts, it, it can sometimes feel unapproachable or scary and you just bring such a, a lightheartedness to it. So I'm just so excited for this conversation and grateful for you being here. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited too. <laughs> so tell me what is one boldly courageous thing you've done recently? Um, well, launching my mystery school is pretty terrifying. <laughs> um, so probably that one, cause that was really a big leap for me to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been a lot of changes in my business that have been kind of scary for me to, to do, but it's just felt like the right thing. So it's been a lot of transitions lately that I've really had to take a leap of faith <laughs> for. I feel like transitions are the, is like the word for 2020 as we're in COVID yeah. right now. And a lot of people are having to pivot or transition. And even in the midst of this, I, I'm having so many conversations where people are launching something new or creating something new. So I would love for you to share a little bit more about what was it about this launch that was like scary for you? Cause you said there's a lot of things that came up. So talk, let's talk about yeah. that. So when I first was told that it was time to do it, cause I was going to hold off for a while pretty much after COVID was over. Um, and now I'm really happy I didn't. <laughs> um, but it was, I just got the message in like a meditation, like you have to launch it in April um, because it's going to be time and you need to start talking about it like a couple weeks beforehand. And I was like, um, you know, things right now are a little interesting. Money's very tight for people. Um, a lot of people who were interested did in fact like lose their jobs or things were very tight. So it definitely was a very scary thing, but I just t- told a message and my whole thing is if something is that strong and I'm blatantly told something like that, then I, I have to do it. Um, and so it was definitely just, I know people are going to come to me and they're going to, the ones that are going to be in it are going to be in it and it's going to be okay. And it worked out better than I thought. And it made sense because everyone who came in was just like, I need this right now. Like this is the perfect time. And I was like, my ego was the one who was like, this is not the perfect time. So it was definitely listening to my intuition. And I tell that to people so much, but obviously like I have to take my own advice and that was a huge lesson for me. Um, and having to do that. So with everything going on right now, it was definitely a huge leap of faith that was challenging, but now I'm so grateful that I did it. Mm. I love this because sometimes we get this download or this idea or this gut hit of something that we want to create, but then our fear or our ego comes in and tries to talk us out of it. And the next step is, okay, the logical piece, like how is this going to work and how many people and how much money will I make and what do I need to do? And we get so like focused on the how Mm -hmm. and so attached to that, that Mm -hmm. it, we actually don't leave room for magic and surprises and it being this or something better. Right. So you said something, um, in the very beginning about being told 
that you were going to launch this. Mm -hmm. So for those of you that maybe for those people listening that don't understand what that even means, can you share a little (laughs) bit more about who told you what and how you heard that information? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, my spirit guides told me that or my spiritual team, um, when I was in a meditation. So I love meditation. I always encourage people to do that because when we all have a spirit team, we have spirit guides, but the easiest way for them to communicate is when we quiet our minds um, and we allow them to, because if our minds are jumbled and thoughts are constantly coming through, it's like they're kind of yelling over. Like that's never, it's like you're having a conversation with someone in a crowded room and it's super loud and you're screaming at them, but they can only pick up a couple of things that you're saying. Like it works very similar with working with your spirit guides. So it was in a meditation. Um, and I always leave room and openness for them to communicate with me. I tell them like, that's my office hours. If you want to communicate with me, like this is your time. Um, and they came through and they told me that. And it's, it's interesting cause it's different how, um, your gifts sometimes work. Like we all have this, like the clairsentience, the clairvoyance, the clairaudience, the claircognizance, like it exists within all of us, but sometimes um, certain gifts just manifest in a stronger way or it's what you're working on right now. And for me, hearing has always been something that's been very prominent for me. And now it's turning into something else because I need to work on something else. But for me, I heard them tell me that and I heard them say that and it was just so strong. And typically when you get messages from your spirit team, it's very strong and it's very solid or it's like very whispered depending on how much you trust them and how much you've built it up. Um, but for me, if it's something that's very important, it's very, it feels, it feels solid, even though I'm hearing it. Um, and it's coming from a very, very strong and grounded place of love. And then immediately afterwards is when the fear kicks in. And that's an indication that it's your ego, like trying to, (laughs) trying to bring you down. Um, but that's kind of how I got that message. It was from, from my spirit guides, my spirit Mm. team. So I want to talk more about the types of communication, like the clairaudient, Mm. clairsentient, but before we dive into that, because I think that's really important for people to have awareness around how they receive messages. Can you share a little bit more about what a spirit team is? Because mm-hmm. I know we hear these terms like archangels and spirit team and guardian angels. So let's break that down a little bit further for those that maybe are new to spirituality or want to learn a little bit more like what is a spirit team and who's on it? So we always have one spirit guide who's been assigned to us from the time that we're born until the time that we've passed in this lifetime. Um, and then other people or beings or whatever, however you want to describe them almost like sub in and out. So I compare it to like, I played sports growing up. So like in a basketball game or you have like five people on the court and their skills are like awesome for that, whatever situation that they're in, but you might have to sub somebody out because a certain set of skills is better for the game and to win or whatever, even though it's not a competition. So someone will sub in and someone will sub out. And that's kind of similar how spirit guides work is sometimes certain people or certain beings will sub in to help you with a certain situation. They'll step in to guide you of what you really need. So if you, for example, like I was healing a really um, hurt aspect of relationships and divine masculine energy. And I actually had a lot of divine masculines on my team at that point in time to teach me and to help me heal and to learn how to trust and build that up again um, and communicate with me and how I can let go and release and heal those certain aspects uh, that have been hurt. So it depends on kind of what you need at that point in time. 
Sometimes if you need to step into more of a leadership role, there will be a spirit guide on your team who steps forward to help you with um, activating your throat chakra, to help you with stepping into becoming that leader with your confidence. Um, And you'll be like put in situations or there will be lessons that propel you forward and they'll step in and help out with that and support you through that process. So it's nice to have a relationship with them because it's like someone is always in your corner and someone is always cheering you on and supporting you and helping and guiding you. And they're never going to not do that. Like their whole job is to support and love you to the best of their abilities. Sometimes they can't always interfere when it has to do with karmic reasons, but they will always support and love you through whatever process you're in. So they can be um, ascended masters. They can be angels, archangels. They can be loved ones who have crossed over. They can be people you've had past lives with um, who decided to not incarnate with you, but they know that they can help you out. Um, Gods, goddesses. um, Sometimes I've seen like extraterrestrials, other light beings, elementals, or it's just someone who's ascended to a certain level in their process. And they've gotten to the point where they're now acting as a spirit guide. Um, So it can be like a wide variety of beings and like some probably I haven't even gotten a chance to meet or see yet. Um, But it's really just a high vibrational person who is on the other side helping you out like your ultimate hype team. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's so so powerful to have a relationship with them. (laughs) I love this. So it's just so cool. Yeah. It's total squad squad goals, right? Like, (laughs) absolutely. So you mentioned a couple of different types of beings, archangels, ascended masters, gods and goddesses. So can you share a little bit more about what those are and what the differences are? Mm-hmm. So Ascended Masters, um, they were people, well, they are people, were people who ascended to a certain level of enlightenment. So when we think of like Jesus, we think of Kuan Yin, we think of Buddha, Mary Magdalene, Mother Mary, they were all Ascended Masters um, and they've reached a point where they achieved enlightenment and they're kind of like done being human. They might decide to reincarnate, but it's usually only to really serve and help humanity and help to uplift the collective consciousness. Typically they tend to incarnate at times where earth really needs help and support. Um, Like I'll use like Jesus as an example. He incarnated at a time where like it was very dark. Um, And so him, Mary Magdalene and mother Mary decided to all come in and like pretty much the same family and help to elevate that time period because it was really needed and it was pretty dark. Um, So it's kind of been the same thing throughout history. Krishna was very similar um, and they just decide to come in and help alleviate. And that's kind of what we all can achieve. So they're almost like these beacons of light to show us that like anything is possible if you open your heart to the possibilities. Um, So they kind of like to like reaffirm that for us. So they can really be on the other side to help us out. And they, we all can do anything. And that's what I like to tell people, but there's no denying that like there are certain skill sets that we're good at and that some we just like don't have any interest in. Um, And that kind of works with them too, is like, they definitely have certain skills that they're better at, which is why they step in for certain teams, um, or like to help and support in certain ways. Um, so that's kind of what they are. Archangels are just like, I mean, they're the giant winged creatures that are literally just here to help and serve us. Like that's literally what they were created for. Um, and as far as I know, there's like 15 archangels and then there's a lot of 
angels that kind of like work underneath them. Um, and again, different angels and archangels serve different purposes. So like Archangel Michael, for example, is really good with like helping you to find your voice, helping you to find your life purpose and protection. Um, and then with gods and goddesses, gods and goddesses, um, sometimes they're ascended masters and they just got turned into um, like gods and goddesses are appointed to that or ascended masters actually embodied gods and goddesses in this lifetime um, or gods and goddesses are like aspects of God. So like um, we think of like abundance and that's an aspect of God. And so it might show up in the divine feminine of Lakshmi. Um, and that's how God kind of chooses or the universe or creator, however you want to describe it. That's how God decides to show abundance through the divine feminine is through the energy of Lakshmi and how different cultures perceive it. Um, and that's like what a god or a goddess is. Um, and then, so is there more? <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Was that good? <laughs> yeah. I I, get, I feel like that was really, really clear. So it helped, okay. I mean, you know, asking for a friend, right? So like, yeah. I know Archangel Michael's like my homeboy right now. Yeah. He's like on my team always. He's, He's awesome. like standing like right here or something behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So you mentioned some things about like clairaudient, clairsentient. So I know for me, um, I receive information a couple different ways and it's usually a physical reaction, a physical experience. And over time I've learned to hone in on these skills, whether it's ringing in my ears or like I actually hear voices in my head or it's a physical feeling in my body. And I've learned over time to tap into this more, trust it more. It's like the gut hit, right? That your body Mm is a really amazing tuning fork and conductor for receiving information. And so you mentioned the clairaudient, the clairsentient. So can you talk a little bit more about exactly what that is and maybe Mm -hmm. give a couple of examples of, of how that, um, is experienced in the body? Mm -hmm. So clairaudience is the gift of hearing. So if you're clairaudient, you might have a draw to like music, to certain sounds, to vibrations. You're probably very sensitive to music and sounds and vibrations. So you might, people might describe you as like jumpy when you hear loud noises. And it's because you have a very strong sense of sound and that includes beyond the physical realm. So how you might actually receive messages, especially in the beginning is through songs, through lyrics. So pay attention to if there's like certain like songs or words or lyrics that really stand out to you, because that's probably in the beginning, how your spirit guides might be communicating with you. And then it probably will evolve into more of like a random thought will like flash through your mind. Um, and it might start out as like a yes or no answer, um, so that you can like build up that tool and that skill. Cause that's what all this is. It's just building up and practicing just like anything else. Um, and then it'll maybe come into, you have like these conversations, but you have to get to a point where you really trust it because then you're thinking like, is this conversation just happening inside my head? So, <laughs> so it's a slow buildup, but also if you are clear audience, it's really helpful to do automatic writing. So just sitting and like writing a question in your notepad and allowing whatever comes through to come through because you're you're someone who is very good with communication probably. Um, you probably just are very verbal or you like connect in that way and you might like be a writer or you just love words. And so they will probably communicate with you and you'll feel a lot more comfortable receiving messages through writing and you literally just start writing whatever. You might not even just don't think about it and don't judge it. And then just whenever it's done, like look at what happened, your handwriting will probably change um, and the energy in your body will probably change. 
I know when I do it, like I can barely read it afterwards because it's just like chicken scratch. Like that's how my guides come through. Um, but some people like their handwriting is a lot nicer. It doesn't even look the same. So that's like kind of what clairaudiency will come through as. Clairvoyance is a gift of sight. So a lot of people think of this as like in the, in the movies and like Hollywood of like you just see a dead person. They just like appear before you. And like that's a part of it. And but it's not really something that happens when you're first starting out maybe when you were a kid because you're so open as a child that you don't really understand like boundaries and things like that um and children are just very naturally intuitive but as you get older clairvoyance is more you probably see like flashes of light or you're very drawn to colors and like certain colors um vibrate at a certain level to you so you feel very comforted probably by like art and color and things like that um and then in the mind's eye you might see like images you might see like symbols or things like that you're probably drawn to symbolism a lot because it almost vibrates to you at a certain level you might be drawn to certain like sacred geometric shapes because to you you can almost like see beyond of like what it actually is um but it might flash through your mind's eye of like a picture like it almost seems like it's a memory type of thing that's imprinted in your third eye um, and a way that you can build that up is just like doing third eye practices, which is awesome for like intuition in general, because that's what it is. But it's really helpful if you're clairvoyant, because that's pretty much where you're seeing from is your third eye. So it probably just comes through as like images flashing through your mind, maybe a face that flashes through your mind. Um, sometimes it's a little frustrating because it's like, why are you showing me a fish? Like, I don't know what that means. Or like you might feel drawn to like animals and like the symbolism of animals. So they like show you an animal if you're still just like looking up and Googling, what does this animal mean? Um, <laughs> so it starts out like that. But like, again, once you hone in on it and you even like ask for like further clarification or things like that, it'll build up to like more. And like, you might even start seeing auras and things like that. People who typically see auras are pretty clairvoyant. Um, and they are probably like other gifts too, because that's definitely a pretty, Oh, my ears are ringing. Um, that's definitely a pretty um, advanced, I guess, skill, even if you were born with it. Um, and then clairsentience is the gift of um, like feeling. So you're probably, if you're a very empathic person, a lot of people have this gift. And it's just that you're super, super sensitive to how other people feel. And you probably even take it on as your own. So you might even like walk into a room or you might start talking with someone and all of a sudden, like you just feel angry or you feel sad or you feel like even like go the other way, you might feel like super joyful. And it's probably because you're picking up on someone else's feelings. Um, but you do have to be careful of that because empaths are kind of like a sponge and they actually absorb other people's feelings and they take them on as if they're their own. And you don't want to do that, obviously, because it's not yours. So just making sure you're protected as an empath. You can surround yourself in white light, cut those cords, like ask Archangel Michael to step through and cut those cords for you. But it's good to just kind of be aware of because then you can kind of see like, oh, this is a form of intuition. And then you can kind of turn that into like tuning into the chakras of your system. And if you want to do healing work and to other people, because then you can really use the gift of feeling to sense what's off in someone else um, and know what's yours versus somebody else's so that you can let it go. And then there's core cognizance, which is the gift of knowing, which is one of my favorite gifts because it's literally like if you're talking to someone, um, it's like a gut feeling and you just know, like you might 
talk to them or you might like often find yourself saying like I just know um, or you might know that like you should stay away from a certain situation or maybe from a certain person and you just follow it but I love it because there's almost like no questioning with it um, so a lot of people actually who are clear audience I kind of find are also have a strong sense of clear cognizance because it evolves then into being able to hear um, because when you're able to just know it's nice when you're like having these conversations in your brain because then your clear cognizance will tell you like no this is the truth because then you just know so I, I, I love that. No, because we hear these terms all the time, yeah. but to really be able to um, anchor it into a physical experience, I'm sure I know for me, like I, I'm definitely clairaudient, but I resonate with a lot of these. Yeah. And I would assume that everybody has access to all of these gifts, but some are just more developed than others. Yeah. So it also depends too, like, um, like past lives, like what did you hone in on in your past life is probably something, especially the most recent past life that you were in, it's probably going to be pretty um, like aware in this lifetime. And that's why it's so easy for you to kind of go back to or why it's the most prominent one is because you've already spent lifetimes or a long time developing that skill. And then like maybe it'll turn over, like you'll focus on something else. Like for me, um, I've kind of always had a strong sense of claircognizance and clairaudience, but now I need to work on my clairvoyance. And so a lot of things are shifting into like, what's this image of a fish? Like I don't, <laughs> I'm trying to like learn and build up that skill. So it switches over time if you want it to, if sometimes like you're good where you are and that's completely fine. Um, but it definitely changes and everybody has gifts everybody is intuitive like there's no one who is like special than anyone else like there's nothing that I can do that like no one else can do um it's just that it just depends on how you've honed in on it and your past lives and like to like what your purpose is in this life and if you really want to it seems like the ultimate like manual to life to be able to just tap into these though like the to be able to tap into the avenues in which you receive information and then the people that are sharing them with you, I use people in air quotes, right? Mm -hmm. And then bringing it all together, the tool is really through meditation. Mm -hmm. So meditation for me is like this secret conversation that nobody else is privy to. It's just me. And I, I love it because it's exciting. I'm always like, well, what's going to come through today? And sometimes <laughs> nothing. Sometimes it's just a practice of being present and breath work. And sometimes so much comes through. I literally can't write fast enough. Mm -hmm. And what you were sharing about the writing, I've definitely seen a difference in my handwriting. And I've also been very, very surprised at some of the things I write. I'm like, I didn't even know that I was feeling that or I had no idea that that was true for me. So I really, and it's usually after I meditate that I journal because it's like I'm creating space for whatever is meant to come through. So I love that you, I love that you shared that. And another thing that I, that you do a lot is a 15 second Oracle reading. So you do these on your social media. So talk to me a little bit more about like Oracle cards and how does that play in or work with your guides and tapping into the way that you receive information. So it's really helpful to do Oracle readings in the beginning, especially when the Oracle cards are associated with ascended masters or gods or goddesses, because when you build up a, you, when you kind of know who's talking to you and like what their energy feels like or how they're showing up to you in the deck, it's really 
helpful to like tune into them and know who's talking to you just in your day to day. So it's a real, it's just a tool to help build up your intuition so you can trust it more on your own. And a really good way if like you have Oracle cards is to just like pull some cards and don't even look at the book. Don't look at even the message that's on it. Just hold the card to your heart or close your eyes and tune into it and just ask if it's a god or a goddess or whatever, um, or a Senate master to just step forward and give you a message of what you need to know at that moment in time. Um, and then work on just trusting your intuition because it's a tool and it's nothing like there shouldn't be really anything outside of you that you fully rely on because you have all the answers within you. Anything like that is just meant to be a tool to help you to get and unlock that the answers that already exist within your soul and that you already know, but because you're, it's a slow process. Cause if everything was to be opened at once, it would be extremely overwhelming and you wouldn't want to do anything and it would be too much. So these things like Oracle cards are just a really beautiful tool to help you deepen your intuition and trust yourself a little bit more in a safe way. I've been doing that. So you and I have worked together since February and that was one of the insights that you shared was when to pull an Oracle card, not to read the deck. And, and, uh, it's been amazing. Like what's come through, of course, every time I pull a card, I'm like, Oh, of course I pulled this card. Right. It's so beautiful. <laughs> and oftentimes what happens is I'll be shuffling a deck and a mm-hmm. card will literally like jump out. I'm like, okay, I guess that's the card. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I put it right on my heart and I just really feel into my body and I listen to whatever message comes through and then I journal on it. And then just because I am who I am, I go back and read what's Mm -hmm. in the book. And most of the time it's pretty spot on, but there are times where they're not exactly the same. And I resonate more with what came through for me versus Mm -hmm. the message in the book. So I love, I love that you shared that. I think it's so relevant. So let's talk about divine masculine and feminine for a second, because you mentioned that earlier. And I wanted to go back to that because we hear a lot now, it's becoming more mainstream, this idea of masculine and feminine energy. And a lot of the women that listen to the podcast are women entrepreneurs who Mm -hmm. are like crushing life, right? Mm -hmm. And as a result, finding some imbalances in their romantic relationships. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about what divine masculine and what divine feminine is and how we can have more awareness in which one of the two energies we are in and when there's an imbalance. Mm -hmm. So divine feminine energy, it's at its core, it's to create and to receive. So if you're especially an entrepreneur, a lot of us are kind of taught from a young age, especially as women, like the more masculine essence, which is a beautiful essence. It's still like the maker and the builder um, and like the sun. So it helps with creation and life too, but from that much of like a maker and builder standpoint and of discipline, which is still beautiful and still needed. But we're told that like, you can only work from that standpoint. But when you're understand like the balance between the two, especially as an entrepreneur, it's the feminine side that is typically missing, especially in the beginning of business, like a lot of not a mistake, but sometimes the quote unquote mistake that women will make or people will make is that they, they work so hard 
and they almost put in like too much energy into it that they're grasping at something and they're focusing too much on the building, 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 even though of course you need discipline, of course you need to work hard, but they're not focusing enough on receiving because there might be worthiness stuff there. There might be stuff in like creation that you have a, a problem with, or you might have guilt around being able to receive. It's really interesting because especially if you have, well, not especially, but women tend to have this story told to them that like receiving is bad. Like it's a given, you have to be nurturing, you have to be giving, but in reality, like receiving is actually the core of what the divine feminine is. And when there's even like in a relationship, we see that of like, if there's two people in the relationship who just want to like build, 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 it's going to create an imbalance because one person might be like trying to outdo the other one, or it's just two like dudes just chilling on the couch together, like from the essence standpoint or the energy standpoint. And it's not that like one person is weak and the other person is in power. It's not about that. It's that the two energies are fully empowered together and they're coming together in like a divine union, both inwardly and like in a relationship and you can combine to create like a lot of power. So when you do that from the inner sense, it's just from a very divine union standpoint in yourself. And then you can create and build and receive from that place of just like light and creation energy and receptivity and love for yourself and for other people. I love this. And even on like an, a physical level, like our anatomy, we are designed to receive, like yeah. really women are designed to receive. Right. And, yeah. and so I know that we, we have both within us. And mm. so when it comes to shifting from masculine energy, let's say you're in your business and you're in the do, and you're in the executive role of like all the tasks and all the things, and you want to transition into more of a feminine energy because you want to be open to receive from your partner. How do you do that? Like, what are ways mm -hmm. that you can get out of your boss babe energy and get into like your goddess energy? Mm -hmm. So the simplest thing to do is just to literally breathe. So a lot of times we're going, 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 we're not even taking time to like be still, even if it's for, if it's for three seconds. So the simplest thing you can do is just sit for a second and take three deep breaths in and have both of your hands on your heart. If you want to tap more into your feminine energy, um, and just allow yourself and you allow your heart and focus on light coming out of it and allow it to open and just drop into your body a little bit more and just feel a little bit of like softening. And when I say soft, it doesn't mean you're soft or you're weak. It just means from like a little bit of a freedom and flowy standpoint rather than like rigid and tight. And oftentimes if you identify with more of a feminine essence, like your natural state and what you like and what makes you feel free is allowing to be flowy but sometimes we forget that and we're told that that's not a, always the best place to be, especially when you're a businesswoman. And so we neglect that part of ourselves. But when we allow ourselves to drop in and do that, like even if it's three deep breaths in, like you breathe into your stomach and specifically into like your root and your sacral chakra, then you can allow yourself to come into like that full essence of the feminine and just even like look at yourself in a more feminine way and however you relate to that. Mm. I have found so much success in just doing that or even just setting the intention. Transitions have been huge for me. So I have to literally change my outfit, put my laptop away, like transition out of the space, shower, mm -hmm. go for a walk, do something like that. But even just breathing, like you were saying, and, and visualizing like a shift in energy, like almost a changing of the guard. Mm -hmm. I love that. So there's so much information when it comes to 
everything that we shared today about tapping into your guides and all these tools and resources. And I know how incredibly impactful it can be when you have this clear channel to actually create content, to show up as a thought leader in your space as it regards to business, making decisions from this place feels so much easier. And I know that because I've been working with you for months now and you and I working together and having this connection has literally helped me shift so quickly. So for people who want to go deeper and really learn like how to tap into their masters. Cause you said everybody has access to this information, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're the guide to show them how, so how do they like tap into this deeper? So, I mean, meditation is obviously the best way to do that. And like having patience with yourself, I think sometimes people think like, or they compare themselves to others and they might look to someone who's like really intuitive and they're a little bit further down the path, but like that person might have been doing it for years and then they just don't think they have the gifts or they don't think that they're there. So they give up on themselves or they do like negative self-talk and that's not the case at all. Like everyone has their own journey. So just like be patient with yourself. And like the, really the key is to love yourself and go inward and honor who you are, where you're at, at each step of the way. And then like things just kind of start to unfold because you trust yourself. And when you trust yourself, you trust the messages that you're receiving and you're allowing your mind to be a little bit more quieter because you're coming from a much more healed and open place. So meditation is obviously, I'm always going to recommend that it's a beautiful place to start, even if it's for like five minutes a day, I always recommend 20, but if you can only do five, then at least it's like starting somewhere doing things like automatic writing, um, is a really beautiful thing. Like I think that finding, you know, other outlets and books and and media and stuff like that is awesome, but just make sure it's from a place of, I think like love and light and from like a very positive standpoint, um, cause there is stuff out there that's not necessarily from that place and it's not even necessarily wrong. It's just me. And when you're first tapping into it, it's just not the best to tune into. So just like use your discernment around that and finding like outlets and things like that. Um, using Oracle cards is awesome to connect with things. Um, I love talking about this stuff. So if you want to contact me, I'll talk to you about it. Um, and of course, like Melissa's really tuning in so much too. So I'm sure she would be happy to talk to you guys about it. Mm. Well, I am no master, but I've learned a few things along the way. Uh, (laughs) But you have something really, really amazing that you've put together and you referenced this in the very beginning when you talked about Mm -hmm. the thing that you were launching and that is your mystery school. So talk Mm -hmm. a little bit more about that. So I really wanted to create something that taught people like everything that I know. Um, and I was just like, here's the information I want you guys and like empowers you to go out on your own instead of me just kind of like telling people. Cause I, even though I love doing readings, um, I think it should be from a very empowered place and encouraging people to tap into it on in their own right and in their own way. So I created this school to teach about like ascended masters, how to connect with your spirit guides, um, the gods and the goddesses, how to do like healing, how the energetic system works and building that foundation. I was very lucky. I had a teacher from a very, I had quite a few teachers from a very young age um, teaching me this stuff. And I definitely wouldn't be where I am without it. And it's definitely having that knowledge and trusting that knowledge allows you to build your intuition because you, you can turn the knowledge into wisdom. Um, and you can turn the knowledge into building your gifts and what you can really allow yourself to receive into your life. 
Um, and so I created something that, uh, where I'm teaching all of this stuff. So, and I love it and it's a community and it's nice to kind of see that people like aren't alone in this process. Cause I definitely felt very alone, um, growing up and stuff like that. So being able to create a community for women, cause they only take women, um, to be able to learn about this stuff and support each other through it and not feel alone in this process is something that I'm really passionate about and mm. really grateful that, that I get to do it. It's so beautiful. And I feel like the more women that have this information and can make decisions from this tapped in place, the, the more they are able to create magic in the world that benefits all of us. So I'm so grateful that you decided to launch this. And if people wanted to get more information on how they can work with you or get into the mystery school, how should they do that? So you can find me um, on Instagram or you can email me, but Instagram is probably better. Um, my Instagram handle is I am Haley Cole. I spell Haley H-A-L-E-Y. Um, and you can just DM me and ask me about it. Um, and I am taking a little, a limited amount of people as of right now for the rounds. Um, so if you're a good fit, then I would love to talk to you about it. Amazing. Well, make sure you guys go check out Haley. Um, her Instagram is filled with all kinds of amazing information. She does 15 second Oracle readings all the time, and we'll make sure that we link everything in the show notes. So last question, Haley, what are you celebrating right now? Um, I am celebrating how far I've come. So I've only lived in LA and I've only had my business for like a year. Um, so it's definitely, I've taken some time to just kind of relish in the fact that like how much things have grown essentially when I had no idea what I was doing, like even like probably let's be real, like eight months ago, um, is something that I'm celebrating. Oh, and I just want to acknowledge you and celebrate your gifts because it's been a huge benefit in my life and so many others to be in your energy and really watch you and witness you um, just fully embrace all the different aspects of who you are. So I just want to you. acknowledge you and celebrate <laughs> you. And also, I know I said last question, but I lied. One more question because <laughs> I have to ask this. Is there anything else that's coming through right now that needs to be shared? Oh, let me tune in the last one. <laughs> Um, so they are saying, especially for the people who are watching this, um, or here listening to this, I'm assuming it's a lot of women from what they're showing me. Um, but it's really important, especially in the next like six months or so, I don't know when this is going to air to just make sure that you open up your sacral chakra and your heart chakra. So the reason that we do that is because your sacral chakra is for creation, but a lot of women, um, carry around shame around sensuality and like sexuality and it coincides with creation. So whether or not like you have like an access, like it doesn't really matter. It's just feeling at home and comfort in your own body and your sexuality and your sensuality and in your divine feminine. So if you carry around guilt or shame or really around anything, it stays in the sacral chakra and then you can't create the life that you want. Um, or there just might be like certain blocks associated with things. So work, like working on clearing out the sacral chakra in the next six months is a really important thing because a lot of you are going to be accepting and receiving abundance. And like a lot of your guides are coming in and they're like, you've been asking for this. We're trying to give it to you, but we also need you to understand like that you're worthy of it. So you have to be able to release any guilt or shame around like who you are and being an abundant individual. With a heart chakra, it's about like opening up to receive because again, worthiness around receiving and knowing that you're 
worthy of being abundant. And they're showing me just like a line of women who are just stepping into their power right now. And that like, it is a time for women to do that. And it's a time to really exercise your divine power and like it's your divine right to be abundant so don't ever like think that that's not true so step into that energy and allow yourself to open up the heart chakra they're like showing me a rose too and like it unfolding so the rose is a symbol of the awakened heart and the awakened spirit so a lot of you are stepping into that energy so allow that heart chakra and allow that rose to start awakening and being opened Mm, I fully receive that. Thank you. <laughs> I will take that and run with it. Haley, thank you so much for this conversation. I'm obsessed yeah. with you. I love everything that you're doing and just so, so thank grateful. You. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right, guys, if you love this episode, please share it, tag Haley, share it with somebody that needs to hear this message. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It is truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to fully step into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes and leaving me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life.